Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Niagara Moon Podcast. I'm Thomas Irwin. For today's episode, I have my first guest, my buddy Alex Kessler, aka a part of. He is a extremely talented songwriter, producer, keyboardist, multi-instrumentalist, really. Um, like me, he's kind of a one-man show, a one-man uh, song maker. He's really into the recording process, but he's like 10 times more intense about it than I am. <laughs> uh, you'll see what I mean by that in our little chit-chat coming up. I'm really a fan of his uh, new song, Room Remains. I'll play a little snippet of that before you hear our conversation. Hey, dude. What's up, son? How you doing, man? It's been a while. Yeah, dude. Um, not bad. Not bad at all. How you doing? I'm all right. Keeping busy. Keeping busy. Yeah, you definitely are. You're, you're making another podcast. <laughs> yeah, this time I'm making it easier on myself. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what's easier this time? Um, it's less, I don't have to edit a lot of different components together as much. Although I might have to if I do like a song breakdown where I kind of like show each part of the song and explain the process or whatever. But um, less pressure on myself to like find new guests every time. Yeah. And like prepare a bunch of careful questions like this will be more, oh, more of a chit chat sort of thing. That makes sense. That makes sense. Cool, dude. Looking forward to, to whatever we talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean... I heard your latest song, Room Remains. Yeah, man. I definitely uh, hear an evolution in your, your songwriting. I really like the, the song. Cool, dude. Have you been, you've been working on music a lot recently? I know you were kind of on a, a hiatus for a while. Well, thank you. Um, I, I appreciate you, you listening to Room Remains. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'll explain to you exactly like, the what was going on with me with regards to um, my thought processes and in making those songs as different as, as they are. Mm -hmm. um, the, the two songs I've released recently, um, Room Remains and um, 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 A Return to Leaving, yeah, are both like a certain different style. Um, and so for the first time, in my songwriting process, uh, in it, well, in my life, I should say, um, I wrote the lyrics first for the, for those two songs, yeah, the, the recent ones. Um, and so you're normally a melody first kind of guy. Yeah, like I, I normally like sit at my piano and sing, and whatever comes out. Right. It starts. Out. It starts as gibberish, kind of. You're not. You're going for the sounds, the words, rather than like words with literal meanings when you start out. Yes, precisely. Um, and and so that um, yeah, and then and then you know I'll I'll maybe sometimes I'll I'll do it melody by melody, like you know I'll write one melody and then I tack another one onto that and then tack another one. Kind of but, putting um, it together like a puzzle. Yes, exactly, and. Um, or sometimes they'll all just 
all the lines will come out consecutively yeah. at one at once. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so far you're describing my songwriting process to a T, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Cool, dude. Um, and uh, glad it's relatable to you. Um, but um, I felt like there was some element of um, rawness that was missing from my sound. Yeah. It sounded um, like it was too calculated or you were thinking too much about it while you were doing it sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, most, most importantly though, um, when I play live for people, when I play my, my songs, when I play covers for people, yeah. um, they say, wow, I really like, I'm, I'm very moved by that more than kind of your studio sound. It's, it's, mm. there's something more, there's something more alive, something more organic, um, to it. And so I wanted to capture that, um, in a recording, I figured well, you shouldn't have to see me live to, to, um, experience that raw catharsis. Right. So how do you um, replicate that in a, uh, in a recording is the question. Exactly the question. And, you know, one way is to like, as, as I'm sure you know, is to get an amazing audio engineer, an amazing producer and, and, and have them kind of put the sound together, um, you know, as they know how, as they've oh, been I'm too doing cheap to do that. I yeah, doing the whole thing myself. Well, except the mixing, too. I got a guy, but before that, I mean, yeah, it is, it can be really thought provoking or very like mind expanding to get to work with other professionals. Absolutely. Um, which is the, so you got that to have that uh, privilege. Um, well, I've, I've certainly like picked up bits of advice from, from people who have been doing this long for longer than I have. Yeah. Um, and they've helped me feel okay with doing it all myself. Um, be, you know, I'm never going to sound like Rick Rubin in, in his prime right. as an audio engineer. Well, I, you I also that. don't have, you know, million dollar budgets and right. top of the line. Yeah, exactly. But right. you can do your version of that. That's like true to you. Exactly. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, having the, the recording be absolutely top of the line, perfect, um, is great. But a good song is going to always be a good song, regardless of whether it's yeah. recorded uh, and mixed and engineered in, a, in an okay way or a fantastic way. So kind of a, uh, I feel like I keep talking about the Beatles, but I feel like a kind of a classic example is like, you can hear the demos of the songs that would make it onto the white album. And it's just like, they put a recorder and, you know, in the middle of the room when they're just like right. playing acoustic guitars to each other, right. you know, an untreated space, they're not very well rehearsed or anything. You know, it's as kind of demo and simple as it could be, but because it's, it's those sorts of songs, they still draw you in somehow. So Absolutely. like a good song's going to, the, the good qualities of a good song, as long as you can hear what's going on it's not totally muffled or like buried in like white noise or something you know something will come through and it's just a matter of how much you want to refine it exactly um I, I i that's exactly right i think that a good song and a good performance is the most important thing yeah above all but an audio engineer good audio engineering and good production can add that extra they make it widescreen yes makes it 
you know, fucking 4K or whatever that right, thing right, is. Right. <laughs> like, um, it has that extra layer of, 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 um, profundity of, of, it really adds that extra layer of enjoyment. I mean, yeah. Some, some of my favorite songs are lo-fi recordings, but the vast majority of ones that kind of just do a lot to my psyche and to my yeah. limbic system are ones with that are great songwriting and great audio engineering. It's the, the combo together. Yes. Um, but, but, but I think th- that one is crucial and one is good. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. I feel the same way. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a question of depending on the song and if it feels worth it or not, how far you want to take it and bring in all these extra elements and this like higher level of right pristineness. Right. Well, well, that's the question: is is what songs do you want to bring that um, extra production into? And because I I am a huge fan of a polished full arrangement with all sorts of sounds and, and a depth to it. And, right. So like uh, me, you'll tend to tr- take that approach with like every song, unless you kind of check yourself. Right. Um, and, and unless I hear things from, you know, people who I know who, who say yeah. that you're the most magic comes from your live performances. And right. So this is kind of a, a turnaround for you or a different way of looking at it. It was. Um, and, and I will tell you the, the reason why I didn't, take the approach of recording myself live in studio, um, vocals and piano at the same time. And, um, of like from start to finish in yeah. one take, um, is because frankly, I wasn't good enough to do that. Um, until recently, well, maybe not recently, but until maybe the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, you know, I, I was, my capability before, was you know I, I could play a part on piano in time with a click track and yeah. I could sing in time, but to to do both at the same time and do it in one take um, is it's nerve wracking. Like, it's incredibly nerve wracking. Um, I think but, to this day I, I haven't yeah. done that yet for myself. <laughs> Maybe just piano or just vocal. I don't know about the the two together. It's definitely a risk. Um, that's what I did for uh, a return to leaving and room remains. Okay. Uh, yeah, is is just live, like completely live. Um, I, the reason why I did, that, I will tell you the reason why I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because it's hard for me to infuse. So so I have this I have this idea, um, this kind of um, more. Um, it's a stranger, stranger idea. And it's about channeling energy into the song. And like you could, I think you could perform a song, um, just playing it and singing it and not feeling it yourself. And then you could, so have one performance and then you could have another performance where you play the exact, you sing the exact same melodies, the exact, you play it in the exact same ways, but you're feeling it inside and projecting yeah, you're, that you're channeling energy. Something. Yes. You're, you're, you're not just playing it like, like just going through the motions of it. You're, you're yeah. feeling it and you're channeling. It's like this, um, this feeling of, of like your chi, your, your chakras flowing through your body, start starting radiating from the, um, from your core, from the heart chakra, as, as it's called. I'm not, you know. You've been doing yoga recently? 
<laughs> yeah, I've, I've been doing yoga for, oh, for yeah. a while. Okay. Um, yeah, so, oh, for, for, for a long time. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're you're kind of blending that sort of yes. ideology more with, yeah, your approach to performance. Exactly. Um, the, yes. I, I think that that ideology, um, you know, is true of everything. It's true of social interaction, mm -hmm. um, just our auras. You know, auras, man. Our, our, our energy fields. Yeah. And, and I think that like, you know, like if somebody walks in the room and you know, you're in the house with them and say yeah. it's your roommate or, or something, you can feel oh, immediately. You, you can though. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That energy, you could feel it without even looking at them. Um, I find it really interesting how like some people, if there's something like really wrong with them, whatever it is, or they're, they're just like really dark or kind of menacing or. Mm hmm just something about him is really bad news mm -hmm. you don't need to hear anything you barely even need to see him just when they come in the room you you get something right away that's i always found that really interesting how it yep. works exactly exactly and and that and then the opposite goes... is true as well people yep. will just bring like warmth and i guess people you'd say are really charismatic mm -hmm. and th when they're around you you feel great it's like you know those people you just you just like you just like walk with them. You you come within their like energy field, yeah. and then and you feel uplifted, and you feel positive, and you feel relaxed. And it's not. I think it goes a little bit deeper than just what they're saying and what their facial expressions are. I'm not sure yeah. about that, but but I have a hunch. It's, it's everything: the face, the body language. I mean, it's. I mean, you can't even really quantify it. Right. There's something I think metaphysical that we don't yet understand about like our connections to each other um, across a different medium than just the ones that we're familiar with. Um, but so so that's what I'm trying to do with with songs. And, and, and I think when I perform live for people, there's this like give and take in terms of the energy They're If they're enjoying it, it's like, yeah, here's the thing. It's like when you're sitting, when you're playing and somebody's sitting near you. And you're not looking at them. Mm. You can tell how much they're enjoying what you're playing, because you feel that you're playing, and you're and you're feeling. Uh, I don't feel that good playing this, and uh, like they, they, it doesn't sound that good right now, and and whatever. But then you know, I've had this this happen in the same day. Like mm -hmm. I'm doing. It's not even my mental state. It's like. On the same day, I play for one person, and I play this one song, and I feel like oh, it didn't sound that good. And then I, I'm in the same state of mind. I play for a different person, and I'm yeah. like, I nailed, I nailed mm. that. And I think it's because there's this give and take. There um, is a give and take, isn't there, between yep. the performer and the uh, the listener, the audience? Yeah. It's and it's like if the audience is lacking the interest or the enthusiasm, the attention, it's really hard to make up for that. Yes, and you can tell without down. looking at them. Yeah, and, I don't know how yeah. that works, but yeah, it's true. Yeah, like like I've like like I don't really look at the crowd while I'm singing, um, but I can tell if they're enjoying it, and you just know. Um, and, and it's because it's because there's I I think that they're receiving the energy that that I'm giving out, and then feeding it back to me. Like it's it's like a loop, and like the more they enjoy it, the better I am at performing, and the better my um, performance is the, the more I feel it so it's yeah. so when you're performing for a crowd there's a, a feedback loop feedback that, loop, yeah. that makes it better for everyone um, 
and and if they don't like it, it makes it worse for everyone. But, but, but so that's what I've been trying to do with, with my recent studio recordings is just kind of reflect is, this um, whole way of thinking more the, uh, like the live feel and the give and take and the energy. Yes. You're, you're kind of being more raw, putting it all out there spontaneously rather than having a more calculated, um, connect the dots approach to your recordings. Exactly. And that's something that's uh, absurdly hard for me because I'm 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 a scientist like for as as that's my living that's what I do that's my day job um, and and I, I like really refining things and 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 I like being meticulous and I don't like leaving things up to chance and oh, that's leaving... what art is all about sometimes right yeah it's right it's, it's weird that's to blend re- those two yes it's 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 a like the um, being a musician in particular, I think is, um, well, being a solo artist is really a blend of like the meticulous kind of left brain analytical, um, puzzle piecing approach with the right brain, just letting it flow and letting whatever comes come and and being open to, to what, to what you come up with. So, and, and, and it said that the corpus callosums, Corpus callosums, which is the um, the middle section of the brain, it, it like connects the left and right hemispheres, um, that that structure is more developed in artists because they have to bridge the gap between mm. the left brain and the right and, and the right brain. Um, I feel like I use that so that creative kind of free willy nilly. Which side of the brain is that? Is that the the right that's brain? That's right. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like when I'm initially starting a new song and I just I write the song, you know, it's me thinking about it and then maybe playing a piano, figuring out the words, figuring out the melody, da 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 yes. da da. That's all the right side of my brain. Yep, me too. And then everything after that, the whole process of putting a song together after that feels almost entirely left brain to me somehow. 100%. 100%. So it's, 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 it's uh, you know, you wonder how you can like mix the two perspectives more cohesively as you're going along. I wonder if I'm like missing out on something because I'm so... You know, careful and, and scientific after that uh, initial spurt of creativity. I I think the same thing. I wonder the same thing, um, which is which is why I mean I've been I've been wondering that same thing for for quite a while, and which is why I took that this approach with with my recent songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some people think it pays off. I I, I think it did. Um, um, at the same time, I find myself like at the end of, of this process, looking back on those two songs that I recorded live yeah. um, and, and, and thinking like, well, I, I, I really have a, a hankering to get back to the, um, <laughs> the old way of doing fast, it. Yeah, yeah. The vast arrangements. Um, because I feel like my fan base was kind of like accustomed to like my, you know, more full arrangements. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your strings and bass and drums and stuff. Yeah, and and all those synths and and um, ebos that I use a lot, um, but um, but I, I wrote those songs lyrics first, um, which lyrics are usually secondary to me, secondary to, to the melody, um, and and and, here, and yeah. I, right, and and I feel like like 
I have a I have a way with with words. I'm I'm good with language. Um, so I figure why not like use that as an extra dimension to to make my songs better because, um, when I write when I write melody first, um, I find that that my my lyrics are never particularly mind blowing. Yeah, um, they're never particularly emotive. That's yeah. me. Yeah, they're they're more or in my case they get they they get more kind of abstract or understated or. Yes. general because you don't want them to intrude on everything else going on yeah 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 understated in general are the are good ways to describe them um so so that's you know th that's why I, I wrote lyrics first this time and i, and I really I, I took days like i spent an entire weekend day like writing uh, the lyrics to room remains and and i got i was channeling emotion during that time i was feeling that that um expansive feeling in my chest and the, the wow. you and get very serious about it i don't think i've ever spent a whole day working on anything <laughs> really yes well oh, you know i mean just on lyrics or like on the compositional aspects i'll maybe take like 30 minutes to an hour maybe an hour and a half here and there i can't leonard cohen would do that he'd like be in his oh. underpants in a hotel room like banging his head against the wall trying to come up with the 20th verse or something oh, so oh, i could probably dude. get pretty good results that way I mean, dude, well, oh man, I mean, I mean, that, this is a whole like discussion in, in and of itself. Yeah. I I didn't know I didn't know that you that you only um that you worked in blocks like that. I feel like working in small blocks like that is yeah. really good for your um mental health. It's much it's much better than I what got too I much do. shit going on <laughs> to try to <laughs> you know work myself up too much. I got too many other. That's a thing. Like when I decide I'm going to work on something or I'm going to dig into music making, I gotta like make sure i don't have like any commitments for the next two hours or something yeah. you know maybe i don't have more time than that uh because you just you can go into a serious rabbit hole and get very confused and spacey yeah, on the other end like yeah an afternoon where i will have been working on music for a while it's my girlfriend can tell afterward it's like i'm drunk or something like oh yeah. you were working on music again weren't you mr spacey yep yeah, so I just I have totally. to be really careful with how I manage my time. And so I guess stuff like that, I yeah, I prefer to like work quickly and maybe just more often, but like less concentrated <laughs> doses of yeah, going into dude, that, that world. That's a very much healthier way to do it. Um, and and I try to do that as well. But uh, hey, I mean, if if the song calls for it, you got to go with that. You got to follow your muse. Right. Uh, I, I mean. See, like, there are times when I can't pull myself away from the whatever it is. It's usually audio engineering that yeah. that, that takes that's a me different so story. Long. I mean, the the nitty gritty once you've made the creative decisions that that's another step in the process. Um, oh, so do you take longer with with audio longer? Yeah, if I'm like specifically mixing, yeah. Um, if it's more again back to the left brain type stuff, that's uh, okay. That I can, you know, that's more. There's more of a clear system in place for that sometimes. Oh, okay. That I understand, but, but yeah, you, you so on both you'll like, you'll you'll zone out pretty hard. Oh God, yes. Well, <laughs> well, with with uh, you know the more creative aspect with the songwriting aspect. Yeah. Um, I, I would say I I I don't go longer than maybe two and a half hours. Um on the music part, mm -hmm. um, lyrics, lyrics I could spend all day on. Um, cause lyrics I feel like I'm hard pressed to spend 20 minutes on it. Eh? 
I try to think about them as little <laughs> as possible, honestly. <laughs> Unless I really have like a theme going or whatever. But anyway, continue. I, I feel like your your music is interesting enough um, that like your lyrics don't need to be um, pure poetry. Um, that that being said. I've never felt like your lyrics aren't interesting or detract from from the uh, compellingness of, of of your songs. I like your lyrics, and I think that you have some great lines. Um, but but I do think that your your melodies are so interesting that that that's that's what takes the cake. Oh shucks, thanks. That's, yeah. <laughs> so um, I do mean that, and and yeah, so yeah. so yeah. Well, well, well. Let's talk about the the kind of. Um, effect because i feel like this is something that that very few people understand um like and i think it's something that may be uh specific to musicians um so so i'll, I'll expound on that so yeah we can kind of translate this for non-musician listeners a bit as well oh cer certainly um so it's like there's this thing like when when you when you want to get the levels all the levels of the instruments right and when you want them to uh you know not be too mid-range heavy or too yeah, low mid-range the, the heavy technical or, aspects yeah the very technical audio engineering kind of where does where does an instrument sit in the mix how far panned left or how far right should it be how 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 much reverb should you put on it what was the quality of the reverb how, how am i going to equalize the reverb should the reverb contain a lot of high end or not should i mean it, it's <laughs> it goes honestly, on and on and on it's infinitely complex. Uh, the e equalization, I mean, is is the name of the game. Um, you, making it a, a certain instrument not occupy uh, um, too much of a certain frequency range, making sure that every all the frequency ranges are smooth. Dude, it's um, all about the dither. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Wait, wait, what? The dither. I I, I haven't investigated in uh, dithering. I just, I'm joking. I, I barely understand oh. what it is. It's, <laughs> oh. it's like how it. I know it's not even worth cover, covering. Like how <laughs> when you export the file, how it like changes yeah. the silence. I have no idea. <laughs> Imagine if it were Both all about the dithering. Grade. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this album. No wonder it's not selling well. He didn't dither. Oh my god. Oh man, that's funny. So yeah, that's funny. Okay. So um yeah, so it's all these like technical kind of um really what they're called is audio engineering um aspects. And yeah. that that is I know you know that I'm I'm saying that to, right, to right, your right. Audience. Yeah, and it's all um, within the realm of when you're recording. You're getting yes. sounds into a computer and then making that end result, you know, appealing. Yes, it's yeah. is after after the recording after all the recorded files are within like your editing software for yeah. for piecing things together, and uh, that that um, process for me uh, just becomes incredibly encompassing and incredibly um, obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, precipitating it precipitates yeah. like the, it precipitates these phases in, in which i literally exhibit features of severe obsessive compulsive disorder um are your roommates like why isn't the guy left his bedroom in three days like yes that sort of thing <laughs> okay yes exactly and 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 it be, it can become very torture a very torturous process mm. and 
it's this the like the process of tweaking things and listening for what's wrong what's wrong with that oh no that's not quite right oh no that's not quite right oh that's not quite and you're right. doing what this all do? by yourself too you're your only your only judge i don't get any any help with with any aspect of or of any my like other inputs or um sometimes but, i'll have like a roommate listen to something but yeah you know um that'll take like five minutes but um I've, I really should rely on more people, people more, I think as a general rule, but that's a whole nother discussion. Um, um, but no, so, so, so it's this, this listening with a critical ear. Um, for me, it it happens for hours and hours. It's Mm. like, I'll I'll get home from work, I'll, I'll eat and then I'll just do this until I I go to bed for days and days and days. And Mm. sometimes on the weekends I'll wake up and do this until the night. Just, whole day straight. I'm sure you're the same way. I'm not actually. I wish I had this kind of focus. <laughs> I'd get a lot more done. It, it, it comes from, I think, my um, my mental illness. It, it comes from that obsessive compulsive disorder. I'm just... So the, you, uh, this OCD manifests itself in other areas, you mean? Yeah. Well, well, like it manifests itself really in, in most facets of my life, but really... Um, it becomes severe as opposed to like more latent and, and moderate and, yeah. and mild. Well, because um, it's something you're so wrapped up in and yes. passionate about. Yeah. Yes. Something I care about. Um, and, and, and it can become just hell. Like like it, living is hell. Um, <laughs> if, if, if I've Artistry all, if is I've, hell, huh? Yes. Like I audio engineering. I point, I suppose. Yeah. It, it, it becomes – I wish I was – I was being dramatic, right, but, right, but right, I'm right. Not, but I'm not like, <laughs> like it, it's when I've been working on um, a, a song for eight hours straight, and it's not, it's still not sounding the way I want it to. Yeah, um, which doesn't happen as much anymore because I've gotten become a better audio engineer, but it still happens. Then I feel like life is. Is torturous because there's there's also this element of like oh the song will not stop percolating through my consciousness right, like, right. A, like a broken so you know what that that's like you, you, I so you know do, what I'm talking about I am noticing more and more like so when I'm at my day job the music playing in my head more and more is like songs I'm working on <laughs> rather than yeah. like anybody else's but it doesn't yeah. really torture me it's just kind of like uh, it's just in the background there yeah you're describing a different experience I think. But. Well, well, do you ever reach a, a point at which the music in your head um, is so loud or, or, or so um, mm-hmm. it, it just like erases like other thoughts kind of it's, it's like it becomes your consciousness. And I think that's why um, when I'm interacting with my roommates um, and, and they're like, Where, what is what is up with you? Like. <laughs> I, I think it's because like my consciousness has become just like right. melodies. I I can have that, but I can turn it on and off pretty easily. Like I can decide <laughs> to get in that mode, and then there might be a little bit of transition afterward. But I can kind of toggle a little bit more. I that's think that's good. I mean, that's kind of the appeal. Working in music for me is like when I'm really in the flow. That really is the only thing I'm thinking about at all for you know maybe yes. like two hours. So that can yes. be kind of liberating, but. Yeah, uh, you're, yeah, you're describing the, the next level beyond maybe. Yeah, but I don't I'm think just... you know. I don't think you're the only musician like that necessarily. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I certainly am not. Um, 
there's certainly thousands of people uh, like that, and I think we're all all musicians are like that to a degree. It's a, it's like a spectrum. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, music for me is a very um, it's a path that's 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 fraught with um, suffering and and um, fraught with um, sort of harrowing uh, mental states. And um, that can be fun too. <laughs> I, I, which is where I was going with this. On, on the other hand, it's the most worth it pursuit that I've ever found because I mean, there's nothing more. Uh, there's nothing that increases your sense of self-efficacy and and self-respect yeah. and and sort of like um, your 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 self-worth than than creating a song that's mind-blowing and then having other people love it oh that's the icing on the cake it is the icing for for some it's it's the cake itself <laughs> yeah um, that's true too right um like honestly like i i just like to listen to my stuff like i don't find a lot of music i like um you're picky so, right yeah I'm, I'm pretty pretty picky um i've become more and more picky the the older i've gotten yeah, I'm I think sure we that all... happens to yeah most people. Yeah, okay, I just can't believe that. <laughs> I can't believe the stuff I w I would listen to as as a teenager. Oh, same here. Yeah, it's like, well, what was I going for here? Yeah, more like, what were they going for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it goes both ways, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, so... I uh, I think it's so much. I mean, just for me, because it happens to be my inclination, but having this. Whatever you want, uh, whatever you should call it, a hobby or creative pursuit, maybe more glamorous creative pursuit. That's so much more rewarding than if I was just the kind of guy to just play video games after work or something. Oh yeah, oh no, yeah. No harsh yeah. judgment on people who play video games, but it's like, yeah, really, it serves your soul in a much better way, almost. Oh yeah, dude. Oh Did yeah. Did you ever go like... through a video game phase though? Oh, that, that's a great, that's a great question because, and I love that you brought this up because this is actually something I've been thinking about as well. Um, it's like, and I do grapple with, with like, oh, what, what if I like, you know, stop torturing myself with, with art and just and, gave up and, and just, just, and gave up. And, and you know what I would do? I would play video games. Yeah. And you, as I, OCD in particular, as you get about your creativity you would get about the game which sounds Maybe. terrifying to me it's possible um video games are so cool now <laughs> and and i don't play them yeah but you just kind of like what? look at them from the other side of the room like oh man what's going on over there yeah, like like one of my friends, um, my childhood friend, he's playing this amazing Zelda game, and, and it's such a beautiful game. And there's all sorts of environments, and and, yeah. and the 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 environment in the game is is like beautiful to look at, like just just like it's beautiful to look at something in real life that's beautiful. And I was like, oh, he's like, he's like dwelling in this beautiful world every day, um, and. You know, there, there's a part of me, like, as somebody with a vivid imagination and who likes fantasy and who likes wor different worlds, and that that is like drawn to the idea of being a gamer. Um, and I think I would be if music weren't calling my name all, all the mm. time. 
It is just the easiest way to eat up the other like 30 free hours of your week every yeah. like geez the way they make them now like skyrim yeah where you're just uh there's no end yeah <laughs> and there's a million different variations on how you could play it and yeah i bleh. yeah not not for me i guess i just i would need a whole nother lifetime to, to yes with that a whole nother lifetime I like yeah. I if I've ever played a game, it's like Portal, where all right, there's these many levels, and yes. you get to the end, and then it's over. It's it's like a you know a longer version of watching a movie. You you know what you're committing up front, I guess. Right. And it's it, not it's, that it's, long. It's more concrete. Um, yeah. Like I've also played Portal, and and I've also played um, uh, Antichamber. Do you, oh, have you I heard don't of that? that one? That that one's it's pretty much like. It's very much like Portal. Okay. Uh, it's like a kind of a puzzle game. Yeah. Um, for uh, Steam, um, mm, like for for computers, and, and it's it's uh, yeah. I'll I'll not look it up. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but uh, antichamber. But so that that uh, was one of your faves. Yeah, that that was like something I played. Um, it it was it, it's not really like as encompassing of a game as these like world world games like um what is it which like the, the witching which Wh- hunter which finder or something which it, it, <laughs> we, we know what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's i mean it's it's a puzzle game so it's yeah there's only so like um it's it, it is it's only so encompassing right right um yeah tell you but, what game uh, i think is evil yeah <laughs> candy crush Oh yeah, for the cell phone. It's just the way, yeah, it tricks you into thinking you can just keep playing it without giving them money or getting extremely frustrated. <laughs> it's the biggest con of the 21st century. Yeah, dude, that thing's addictive. It's addicting and yeah, and they just figured out a way to suck the life force out of you. Yeah. Week by week. Oh, I, so, I so... tried it for a little while and then I said, "No, this is this is no bueno." Cause, it, cause it's an have, addiction. It is, because you, and you have to choose. Like in this life, I, I think you can only be exceedingly good. I think you can only be exceptional at one thing in this life. Only one. Uh, you can't, you know, two or three if you're ambitious. I, I think if you really burn the candle at both ends, you can be exceptional at maybe two things. <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> but but maybe I, I shouldn't speak in absolutes like that. I mean, there's certainly well, people... it also yeah, it depends on how broad the thing is that we're we're talking about yes. too. Right, right. Like, that. Well, I right. think you can how, only how dedicate your yes. life to like one or two things, tops. Yes, if you maybe that's be what masterful or whatever. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, um, like so so. I feel like it, like there have been times when, I, when I've been like, oh, I want to be this. Like there have been times when I want to be um, um, an animator. I, I want to make my own abstract puzzles and abstract mm. videos, abstract music videos with moving colors and with all sorts of um, strange images. And like, but but that's I can't. I, that's I another life. That. Yeah, it's another life. I I downloaded all sorts of programs. Yeah. I, I did tutorials. I I I got into it, and I started to realize once I started to like become to move from being like a novice to being um, 
like less of a novice, but still a novice. I was like, there's no way if I want to become great at this, I'm going to have to devote most of my time to it. And music is going to commitment. Yeah. Fall on the back burner. I'm not going to yeah. be able to do music anymore. So it's like, I, I guess that's why people collaborate. Yeah. Somebody has, somebody's a master yep. in one area and somebody else a master in another area. You kind of, yeah. Team, team up, join forces. Yep. Combined forces. Totally. So, so, so you think, so, you know, um, uh-huh. par- pardon me for, for, uh, you know, asking a question like this, but I'm curious, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you think that, um, room remains, uh, is more, a more mature uh, version of my songwriting. I, I heard you say that. Um, I don't think it's like night and day or like everything was this way before and now it's this way. It's, I th- <laughs> there are other songs that I've heard from you before in the past few years that were stronger. And then this is also in that direction. Okay. Plus, yeah, it's, it's one of your better songs. Plus I picked up on this new way of approaching recording and performing that you were talking about too, subconsciously, I think. Um, so what did it, what did I think it it's, like? it's, it's, it's reaffirming like as mm-hmm. you continue to make music you have a higher level of quality in general is maybe yes. what I was getting at. Yeah. So, uh, so because I've, I've listened to it thousands of times and frankly, I, I can't listen to it with <laughs> any sort of like, insight. Yeah. I have no insight at this point. I, yeah. th- I think you're letting the flow of a song come through more in general. It's, it's less, oh, Alex sat down and technically put these things out, and it's more of just it's becoming a piece of music onto its own. Okay, I, I think I think that that what you just said came from a realization that I have of like when I write songs, I tend to like you know write one portion of it, and then like you know I like that, and then I might like another day I'll, I might come in and like mm-hmm. be like, Oh, it needs a chorus. So I read a chorus and yeah, then yeah. I, pe- I piece them together and they're disparate. It together. Yeah. They're, they're disparate energetically. Like sometimes like one has like a certain flow, a certain vibe. And then another part that I read a different day has a different flow, a different mm-hmm. vibe. But I think, I think I, in my mind I thought, Oh, maybe they could still be compelling together or, and, but I, I was thinking back to this uh, world music documentary that I watched one time of like this indigenous culture and, and how they make music. And one of the guy, one of the musicians in this culture said, yeah, we, when we're songwriting, if it takes us more than half an hour to write a song, we scrap it. Mm, um, I, I can and, relate to that idea. Right. Like if it's and, working, it's, you're going to get it more or less really soon. And if, Otherwise, uh-huh. you end up just forcing it. After exactly. The time window is over. Exactly. You force it, and you, you're trying to piece disparate pieces together, and and uh, so that was the approach that I took with my two recent songs, um, "Room Remains" in particular. I, I was I sat down and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna finish the entire song in one go," and it shouldn't take longer than an hour to write to write it, and I think that's how I I went from like you know, creating songs with, Oh, one verse has a certain energetic Mm. frequency. And then the the next verse has a different one to creating songs with the whole song has the same energetic frequency. It's yeah. It's its own entity. 
And that's something I'm trying to strive for more and more too as I write new songs. It's like, how is this going to really feel like it just makes sense as itself rather than, you know, like a, a puzzle that was put together or something. And you can still have songs yes. where you've written different parts at different times, all the rest of it, but how do you ultimately make it feel like it's fuse them together Yes. so that you can't tell and it's just one, you know, it's one collection of expression almost. It's so hard to do that. Um, it's just like, and, and some songs like, like sometimes like, you know, I'll, I'll create a song and, you know, I'll, I'll release it and all that. And I'll be like, Oh yeah, I, I like that a lot. Like, that's really cool. And then a year later, just time passes and I listen to it again and I'm like, ah, oh, I wish it stayed in that. You know, I might listen to like the verse hmm. and then when it changes to the chorus, I think, ah, oh, like I wish it stayed in that vibe for maybe a little bit longer. Like mm. my songs almost like don't give the, um, my, my songs in the past have, have almost not given the listener a place to rest. Yeah. The, the ideas you present don't have enough room or time to, yes, to, to develop. Yeah. Yes. To, to let them go out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always something you can run into. Yeah. So I definitely did not, hear that in um your mo your most uh, recent work for sure good good yeah that, so that's that's what i was notice that good right, that, that's what i was striving towards so mm -hmm. for the uh we can keep chat chatting for sure for the sake of the listener i think we'll try to wrap this thing up soon what do you have any other uh last questions for me Any last things you wanted to touch on for now? Um, uh, um, so, so what is your current, like, so, so I know we've, we've kind of been talking a lot about like our current philosophies about mm -hmm. songwriting. Um, is there a particular realization that you've had recently? Um, that has, you know, been it, percolating in regards to songwriting. Yeah. Um, so I read a quote by the uh, Bell and Sebastian guy, Stuart Murdoch, oh. a while back. Um, the best songs are the songs that you know what's going to happen or you know what it's about. Like, you know, basically that the lowdown with the song before you even start writing it. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember what the exact quote was, but just the idea that like going into a song, you have the vision and you've like committed to what you're trying to do from the get go, basically. And songs kind of with that oomph at the beginning are going to end up being the best. So I'm trying uh, to I'm trying to yeah. honor that idea more. Yes, yes. And I, you're going to have lots thought. of happy accidents and stuff comes up that you weren't expecting but if you're if you're starting from that place of inspiration and deliberation i think that that uh is worth a lot yes dude because there, there have been times when i've thought like when i've had an idea i've had like you know in my head i hear the arrangement you know mm -hmm. I, I hear i hear a certain conglomeration of instruments yeah and 
And I'm like, oh, that arrangement would be so cool. And then I think like, oh, I could sing like this, like over that arrangement. And I think, and then I think, oh, I, I better remember what that, what I think that arrangement should sound like. Cause this idea is really compelling. Mm-hmm. And, but for me, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to retain the memory of an arrangement. It doesn't, so, you're not, yeah, you're not talking about the emotional core. Yeah. The theme. It's I uh, for me. It's coming more and more down to the theme of what you're doing. Yes. So that kind of guides everything else. You do your songs do have very cohesive themes, which which I which I I kind of envy. Um, not I don't really envy, but I admire because, well, my, my songs don't. My songs seem to have some sort of theme, but they're a little more abstract than 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 that I, I think like it's a little harder to maybe like perceive exactly what the theme You're is kind of feeling things out more in the psychedelic world exactly but like it, it, your your lyrics like for instance on one of your recent songs um running only gets you so far which is catchy as hell oh, thank um you. It, it, like that that one um has a very clear theme um the lyrics are the lyrics are um are are, are um very universal very easy to understand um, and, and there's no point at which I'm confused or, or, or at which I'm trying to think, well, what, what exactly does he mean by that? Which I think is effective because it, the song is so cohesive. It's so glued together. It's, it's, it's such a, um, comfortable world in which to dwell. Uh, it, it doesn't necessarily challenge you, which not every song has to. What it does is it gives you, um, a, a place to dwell, a place to sit that's very comfortable and, and really just like nice. Yeah. Cool. Like well, it's candy. It's like oh, <laughs> candy. Wow. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, not, that, that's kind of just more in line with like, you know, having a goal, having the inception at the beginning and just like staying focused on that. Yep. So maybe that yep. led to the, the qualities you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you, you've been doing that for sure. Well, thank so, you, man. That's cool. Well, um, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm glad I could get you to come on for this new podcast experiment and um i feel like we touched on a lot of interesting stuff i feel like we could probably easily go for another hour um i know yeah. i'd definitely like to have you on again sometime in the future if you're down yeah um, yeah dude I'd, I'd love to be on again yeah totally do you have um any uh new stuff in the works or where what kind of place are you in now with a part of um i'm thinking about Okay, because yeah, because the last things that I did were just piano and vocals with with a few little twinkly things in the background yeah. and, fe- and female vocals in in the background. But what I want to do is go in the polar opposite direction, which is always what I want to do after I release something. Is I want to do exactly the opposite because yeah. I'm sick. Try something of, new. I'm sick of I'm sick of the piano vocals thing. Yeah, and so I want to do something with a huge arrangement heavy bass, um, electric guitars, just a world, uh, an, an ever changing kaleidoscope of sounds with like intense, like maybe like a little bit raspy. <laughs> I like the voice and... you're putting on to describe this <laughs> kind of lascivious. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh that's a good word. <laughs> Very good word. Um, yeah. So, so it's going to be like, you're going wide screen like, again. Going widescreen. Yes. Going widescreen. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to be like riding on a, a sea of, of sound it's just going to be like a deep ocean of sound and no one's going to know like like you're not going to be able to pick out a certain instrument it's just going to be like 
a sea that that nobody can see into the interior of the sea. It's just like black, and and my voice is gonna be riding on on the top of the waves. Okay. Yeah, so it's gonna be heavy. All right. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm I I must admit my interest is peaked for sure. Um, <laughs> so if, if I uh, you know if I wanted to get into your music, if I wanted to be a new fan of a part of where do you suggest I I check you out? Where do I go? You can go anywhere. You can go to Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, Amazon. Um, you could go on Bandcamp. So those are the main places you could go. You just you could just search a part of, and then you could listen to my um, my first album, which is uh, called To Go Deeper. And then you could listen to any of my singles that I've released since then. Yeah, you do have a lot of songs out. That's awesome. Do you have like yeah. uh, any sort of extra, you know, auxiliary thing vlog? mailing lists you're performing out much any of that sort of stuff or you uh just want to take the listener on a um a sonic journey um my uh my career is kind of like heating up a little bit i, I have you know it's it's been like um becoming intense i've, I've been like kind of ascending the the ranks within oh you're a scientist yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. so I, I really yeah so, so i haven't really had a, a lot of uh, opportunities to like do anything but record um, right so well, that's the so, most important thing yeah yeah um so so yeah so that's really the only thing that um i mean you could follow me on instagram i i, I put out a lot of covers you do have some kind of funny some fun videos on there fun and funny videos that uh, on yeah, thank you thank you um yeah lots I, of cool illustrations of you have like a cartoonist working for you um some of them i draw and, and some of them um my friends from right, canada right right um, so I cartoon it. <laughs> yeah. She, Illustrator. She yeah. You got some sort yeah. of borderline anime stuff going on in there when you yep. like put out new songs. I always find those interesting. Yeah, th well, thanks. Um, so a part of dot music is, is my, um, Twitter handle mm -hmm. or in Instagram handle. Instagram, uh, also, yeah. if you, if you're interested, um, I have a dream Twitter. If, if you really like my, my stuff and you want more content from dream me, Twitter, you, I'm not sure I'm on there. What's, what's the dream Twitter? Um, it's it's at Alex K Dreams, and it's basically uh, an account uh, on which upon which I post my dreams every day, and like a lot of them are really fucking hilarious, and <laughs> and some of them are disturbing, and uh, I think they're all like interesting in, in their own right. So, so yeah, so those are the places I am. So I can keep tabs <laughs> on your dreams. Sounds good. Yeah. Man. All right, man. I will see you next time. This is awesome. Yeah, dude.